I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfitz. And, and this, this is, is Top, top Content. content. Showbiz. What's that? What's showbiz? Well, um, I think we need to start today's Top Content with yet another apology about the Top Content's curse. Lionel Blair, who of Lion- course yeah. was uh, Tonti Blair and both Lionel Messi's dad, dead at 93. So it was 92, 93. 92, yeah. I think it it, it was not expected, because look at the Queen. Um, But yeah, we've mentioned Lionel Blair a lot on top content. In a a reverential way. Yeah. 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 And now we've blown with Michael Parkinson, um, Lisa Lisa Goddard, Goddard. And, and Lionel Blair. Blair. Duh, 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 duh. Now, but I did read some, I read his obituary on the BBC website and there was some quotes in there from him suggesting that they'd done a thousand episodes of Give Us a Clue. Now, uh, being a man of science on these things, I went and checked and thought, that's an awful lot of episodes. Because there was a, a mistake in it said between, uh, on the BBC obituary, it said between 1979 and 1982. And I'm thinking, no. that meant you would have been recording one episode a day. <laughs> For three Maybe. solid years. Now, I love Sherrard as much as the next man, but I think that might be just overdoing it slightly. Um, what they meant Mike, was... Be- Mike. What's that? Two words. Bullshit. <laughs> Isn't that one word? It sort of is. It's a compound <laughs> yeah, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was it called a portmanteau of bull and shit? And shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two words. Off. Uh, and it, I, I checked this and it, it apparently they didn't do a thousand episodes at all they did about 325 so i thought that's even i thought over oh, 13 years i could believe a thousand episodes that's do that's probably doable 100 episodes a year there thereabouts 80 episodes a year maybe so that's that's perfectly reasonable couple of week but no it yeah. was only about 350 but still a very strong legacy that's almost as many episodes i think as the simpsons have recorded and i mean and what and more this- the Simpsons comparison is there exactly yeah. Whereas Sherrod's is every time we we talk about give us a clue, we sing the theme tune, which is brilliant. But yeah. have you heard the original theme tune? Oh, is this like hearing the original theme tune of Only Fools and Horses, which has been no. has been almost expunged from human yeah. history because it was the great Ronnie Hazlehurst uh, that wrote that and then had it it, it wasn't used. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was the first, the first it was few episodes, the f- and then they yeah. redid the intros. Yeah, yeah, they redid the intros. So you got the obviously the the, the iconic opening. To, but the, the original theme tune wasn't bad at all. For, no, the, uh, the, for the, the original theme tune to give us a clue though was the same theme tune as Grange Hill Chicken Man. But but really, yeah, but in a sort of reggae style. But also Alan Hawkshaw. We talked about him the other week because we killed him with the top content curse. It's 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 synergy. It's basically everybody's dying. Yeah. Owen Patterson's career. Any remaining oh. trust in, in, in politics? Um, no, no. The, 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 the planet? Um, it's, it's not politics anymore, Mike. It's the cruel world of politics. Ah, yes. F***ing yes. idiots. Yeah. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United managerial career. All, all of these things, things are dying. Hang on, hang on. That's... Not dying, that's surviving. Dean Smith has been given the boot at Villa. Yes, yes. And uh, Tobias Funke has been given the boot at Norwich. Daniel Farker, you that's mean? That's him. 
Tobias Frost. Now that that is that's the name, of course, of a you confused Daniel Farker with the name of Germany's leading disco musician. There, Tobias Funker. No, Tobias Funker is um, out of Arrested Developments. Oh, is he? He's the analyst and therapist, so he's the ex rapist. Uh, right, tremendous. Okay, that's what he's got in his car registration. Lovely. Okay. Um, it's like well, is Mr. Is Mr. Wendell still in it? What? That's Mr. The, Wendell. That's a song by Arrested Development. That's what you just said. No, the the comedy Arrested Development. Oh, the big plum. <laughs> I, um, I know that was the that was that was, no, the, it was it, no. no no don't even <laughs> give it such. Um, so what's been happening this week? Because I'm I'm not bothered anymore. About anything, oh, I'm starting to think if I can't control it, I can't worry about it. Well, I'm, I'm, well, Lionel Blair's died. That's uh, very sad. Yeah. Oh, have I just? Oh, excellent. Well, I can tell you now because the Guardian have just sent this as a news alert to me. Uh, world on course for disastrous heating of more than 2.4 degrees Celsius says key COP26 report. Okay, we'll be dead by then. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Honestly, right. and that, that's, that's that's the um, I think that's basically the the political viewpoint of of most of our governments. Okay, we're not going to be around to uh, see the great cities of the world flood and halt. Well, we know we know that we've uh, we've checked on Hexham, so that's all right. That's fine. Hexham's, Hexham's been thoroughly fine. checked, particularly the um, medical provision within Hexham that has been thoroughly checked. So we're all right there. That's that's, such, that's good. He's such um, a wazzock. Why why is he walking around a hospital? And not wearing a face covering. This man has had COVID. He's been in an ICU. He didn't die. Well, and he's now going around a hospital where everybody's wearing a mask because there's still a bloody pandemic on. Oh, he's just a wazzo. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's it's just outright stupidity or whether it is some sort of absolutely futile attempt to distract from the fact to sort of distract the, the the more less how can I put this less politically aware people in the world from the fact that obviously he wasn't there for the debates that have been granted to be had about parliamentary standards and all the rest of it in Parliament uh, on Monday afternoon and they oh I, I, I'm terribly sorry I can't get out of it a long-standing commitment to visit this hospital in in Northumberland I mean it can get out of everything else you know child maintenance that type of thing and all these types of things sacking anybody no matter but, how flagrant the rules breach but but you know but he couldn't get out of going to going to northumberland but apparently he could get out of wearing a mask because he didn't do it at cop 26 last week when he was pictured asleep next to Sir david attenborough and he didn't need to do it apparently when he was on a i think you actually visited the intensive care ward of this hospital and did not wear a mask Tit. Great, i don't great. know whether that because because if I wonder if there's a genuine medical reason for it. The fact that if he puts a mask on, then he would just float away like a hot air balloon because no, the I've... amount of amount of hot air that has to be expelled from his visage on a daily basis means that he can't cover his cake hole because it would just float away or or cause damage or knock out plugs of you know life support machines and stuff in it, hospital. It, yeah, it's Occam's razor. It's the simplest. Reason is the correct one. He's a mouth breather. Yeah. So if he covered his mouth, he doesn't have the mental capacity to then understand that you can breathe through your nose. But he thinks a mask will impede 
that completely. So, yeah. Well, that just... surprises me, really, because I would have thought that he, of all people, might be an expert, given that if he doesn't, I mean, given that it, he talks out of his ass, yeah, you know, I, I would have thought that, that that he would have learned that long ago, to be honest with you. So I'm not, I'm not sure I, 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 I necessarily believe that one. But Smart, smarter people than we uh, have pointed out quite rightly, the whole reason behind destroying the standards committee and rules that have existed in Parliament six, since the 1620s is because they're still investigating Boris for allegations of uh, yeah. improper conduct and corruption in Parliament as we speak. So if you get yeah. rid of the, if you get rid of the committee, you get rid of the problem. So Owen Paterson has fallen on Boris's uh, mighty pork sword because the. That's the only reason. He's probably hung like uh, John Holmes. That That's the uh, porn star and not the Radio 4 I was, uh, comic I was say, monster. Okay, <laughs> although, yeah. although I do know uh, something about him. Um, <laughs> I know that he ruined a hotel mattress in Mayfair with a friend of mine. Just for shits and giggles or? No, in, no, in, no. In, in a moment of passion. In a moment of passion, yeah. No right. shit was involved. It was a bottle of champagne. Which is amazing if you can open it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not so much the now show as the wow show. <laughs> no moets, no show it. Um, yeah, it's... There's there's a brilliant video going around on uh, TikTok and Instagram at the moment where it's Tonti Blair next to uh, William, I did not have sexual relations, Clinton. Oh, yeah. And Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson was there in a capacity as a journalist. Uh, he's in the he's in the press pit, and he looks as gormless as fucker then as he does now. And it's really it's an unimpressive piece of video. Uh, it's when um, Tony and Bill were basically lording it up as the boys on the international circuit. Oh, great times! But, but great Boris times. looks. Like the dishevelled wanker that he is now, I wonder if he was taking notes. I mean, you, in a way, you've got to admire him for for kind of sticking to that shtick and never never developing it and never <laughs> changing it. It's it's having the same act and never changing it for the entirety of your career. It's like I suppose there's many comedians really mm. um, who just think right that, that that's my shtick and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that because it works and uh, the the the, the, the punters love it. But you either you either credit him with an excellent act, and to to call it an act, you know the whole ruffling of the hair, the whole suits oversized in one part and then too small in another. If he's got the awareness to manufacture this look and this persona, then he's a very very scarily intelligent guy. Yeah. But that might be giving him far too much credit. He might just be a prick that nobody has yeah. said what he does is not even against social norms, but just norms of decency, fair play. He, he he seems to be a person who's never been told no. From being a toddler through to childhood, through to teenage years, through to probably uh, late adolescence and university, he's never heard the word no even though it is contained within the name of his school because it's eaten it's in there it's in there mm. no what are we, are we playing chain letters now 
Bloody hell. Well, it could be. If we're talking about great day- daytime sort of quiz shows, I mean, yeah, you'll chain letters. David Diddy Hamilton now. David Diddy Hamilton, give us a clue. Uh, Lenny Bennett's Lucky Ladders. Uh, oh, Tom O'Connor, Crosswits. Crosswits. He's dead. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, all of them. Um, Pyramid Game with Steve Jones. Yeah, not that one. Not that one. Turnabout. Was that with uh, was that John Sachs or was that I oh know John Sachs was four square wasn't it No it was Rob 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 Curling Rob Curling Runway with uh, Richard Madeley. Richard Madeley. Yeah in the jungle Yeah all, all of the, all of the all of the classics there Wipeout Oh with, Wipeout uh, was great Paul Daniels with Bob and Bob it was Bob it was Paul, it was Paul Daniels first wasn't it then Yeah it was, then it was yeah. Bob Monkhouse. Yeah uh yeah all the great all the great ones I mean Wipeout I mean it's well an appetite sort of uh Word for what has been done to any sort of trust or respect for a tremendous number of MPs, and the level of, of reversing that's been done is is absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. But you, you know, you do wonder whether whether we have actually reached the point. Although I, I highly doubt it, whether we've actually reached the point where we've actually gone enough is enough. But what's what's amazing is the fact that still his loyal lieutenants are being trotted out to spout their word soup all over uh, media of, of, a, of a morn. Dominic Raab being the latest one who's come out and said, well, if you don't like it, you know, you've got the opportunity to get rid of the, the ballot box. Well, yeah, yeah, that's kind, that's kind of true, but it shouldn't be a case of, right, yeah, but you have to wait five years to get rid of somebody that's flagrantly broken the rules now. That's the whole reason that there's checks and balances in place to say, right, actually... If you are suspended for such an egregious breach of the rules as the erstwhile Mr. Patterson was, then there's an opportunity to trigger a recall to enable a by-election because that is somebody should not be getting away with it then for five years. Great song, by the way, electronic. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it works. But also, oh my god, that is that is Boris Johnson's theme tune. Getting away with it, yeah. Oh my, oh, life. don't ruin that because I love that song. I love that song. Bernard Sumner, Johnny Marr, yeah. with help from Neil Tennant Neil on backing Tennant, vocals. Yeah. Great, great song. But it, it came, and it's like, well, that's kind of how democracy works. But then, of course, democracy doesn't work quite like that because if you then obviously are kicked out of office, if you are you lose an election, then of course there is the the, the wonderful safety net of that a great number of these chaps and chapesses are parachuted into the House of Lords. So that therefore, where they have even more influence, really, because ultimately the Lords is the one that can pa- is the House that can pass or veto yeah. legislation. So it's like, well, hang on a minute, that that's kind of what, not not really how that works. In, once you're in, you're in. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, this is this discussion about how much I, I don't have, even though we discussed this at length a couple of weeks ago. I don't necessarily have an issue with with MPs having other incomes, whether they write articles for newspapers or things like that. I personally think they should do those things for free. If they're being asked to talk mm. to the electorate, they should do that for nothing. But I recognise as a commercial enterprise, if a newspaper is going to sell papers on the back of you writing a particular piece in whatever, and people are going to go and buy it for whatever reason at all, I don't think there's that many um, MPs that have that level of cachet these days, then you should get paid for it. I get that because we as media folk, if we wrote something for a national newspaper, we'd expect to get paid for it and all. So I, I don't mind that necessarily a problem with, with that. Quite appropriately, and given this is uh, Talk Money Week, apparently, I want to talk about the fact that Jeffrey Cox, uh, his going rate as a lawyer, the former Attorney General, and Falstaff Spare, 
his, his hourly rate is £813 an hour as a lawyer, plus fat. So what's that? That basically totals it up to somewhere... Somewhere in the region of what's that? A grand an hour. Yeah. Hang on. Did you did Jeffrey Cox do your divorce? In terms of those figures, it's not that far off. Not that far off. No. Uh, <laughs> too soon. No. Uh, um, and uh, no. So he, he that and he so he wasn't at the debate because he was in the Caribbean, I think. But he he zoomed in, which uh, the great uh, Sir Lindsay Hoyle said, "Well, it just shows that technology works." Which I suppose he's got a point there. But apparently, I think, ex- uh, but Jeffrey Cox, FYI, does charge extra for shouting. He does. Well, most, there is a, no, there most, is a shouting surcharge. Most dominatrixes do charge extra for shouting. Yeah. Which is normally <laughs> to go into the uh, soundproofed room. Yeah. Um, and in fact, shouting surcharge apparently was that he was a candidate for the Monster Raven Looney Party at the uh, Lilliput by election of 1978. So 1979, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, oh, it's. And the returning officer votes for shouting surcharge. Monster Raven Looney Party four. And to think at the weekend. Cowpin face. I, I quite like Cowpin face. He's, he's very um, lucid and respectable individual. At the weekend, you were all chucking fireworks around. Actually, were you chucking fireworks around? And I don't mean chucking. No. But, uh, because I, I know that Catholics often don't celebrate bonfire night oh i love it me I, yeah. I we were we were gonna go to a, a fireworks display and in the end we didn't simply because i ended up getting a, a gig on saturday afternoon to dj so we, we sort of knocked that one in the head two of the kids didn't want to go anyway so it was only going to be three of us and we were just like right okay money talks but obviously now because we have cats in the house i'm a bit more you know i always obviously recognize you keep your pets in but i really mm. didn't see the impact that but of course it goes on it's like a it's like a week and a half long festival now. It no, keeps but that going was, on. yeah, but before that was Diwali. That's why there were. Oh yeah, well, I'll, I'll explain why week. then. That would that be it. But November the fifth is where we celebrate the failure of a terrorist plot to blow up the Palace of Westminster. Yeah. Talking of the what, cats, one of them's just reappeared. What Carry other on. nation would celebrate the failure of a terrorist plot apart from America? And that would happen every fucking day. Yeah, but we. <sighs> Hang on, but we, we but we're, we're experts in celebrating failure in this country. For goodness' sake, we named a hill at Wimbledon after Tim Henman. <laughs> yeah, but then it became Morrie Mound, which is well, yeah, again a specialist publication. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean they'll be going on saying how good COP twenty six was, and it will be it won't do anything. Well, I I, I believe at Lords uh, for the uh, next test series in uh, the springtime. Uh, they're going to call a room the <laughs> suites where you can go in and say whatever the <laughs> f- you like. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, yeah, we, we, we celebrate failure. I, I did read another excellent thing. Apart from religious holidays, your Diwalis, your Eids, your Christmases, your Easters, Kwanzas, uh, your Passovers. Do you know what the biggest holiday is on earth? The weekend. The weekend is the weekend. <laughs> no. Um, the, 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 well, Fasten and Hype Man said it was. I the, take the, their word oh as gospel. <laughs> that is, don't put that song back in my head. <laughs> What's your favourite holiday? The weekend. It's not a fucking holiday. 
Um, no, the biggest holiday, the biggest celebrated day on Earth is independence Thanks. from the British. Oh, Something well, like yeah. 41 yeah. nations on Earth have massive celebrations, including America, of course. Oh, it uh, doesn't all happen on the same day, though, does it? No, of course it doesn't. Okay. Uh, that, that it does. It's the biggest holiday. 41 days out of the calendar, <laughs> Independence Days. And it's that's, just why, yeah, so, that's more than Advent. Yeah. Could you well, I'd, 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 well, no, I'd argue. I'd argue. To be fair, is that we? St- I think. I think Christmas is still bigger only for the fact. No, that we no. See- I, I said Hang beyond. I, I said beyond, oh, be, oh, beyond religious Christmas. holidays. Oh, beyond religious holidays. Okay, sorry. Right. Okay. But I, I, I do like your idea of Advent or maybe Lent, where we stick Boris in a forest for forty days and forty nights and see how the shyster gets on with that. If he'd find his way to. Um high ground or something or, or potentially an, an intensive care unit in Hexham so he'd be mashed yeah. up his tits on mushrooms after three days oh yeah which I think well, is what tasty. they could add into the Welsh I'm a celebrity they should go, go just go foraging in the woods and no Richie no. Madeley would no. be on magic mushrooms on a no because he, talk, he talks weeks. enough shit already we don't need to add drugs into it we don't need to add mad hallucinogens into it. He talks twaddle already. Oh, I like no, I like that idea. Richard Madeley, Richard Madeley on drugs, a brand new series coming to Channel Five. That well, would this, be brilliant. Can we? Can we? I mean, you know, we, we've spent the last few months sniggering, laughing loudly. Delete is appropriate about GB News, but it's so boring. I can't even be bothered to talk about it. But what I, I do want to talk about is that. Obviously, one of the main breakfast programmes in this country, Good Morning Britain, Richard Madeley seems to be like the default choice for whenever somebody's off on holiday. I'm like, why? Why? Of all the qualified journalists we've got in this country that could come and do that job and do it really well, they employ him. Yeah, but I'd rather have Richard he, I know Madeley he was than... a journalist. I know, he, I know he was a journalist yeah. back in the dim and distant past, but he's not one anymore. So well, why he, do they keep... He's got the journalistic nows. He was at Granada. I think he was at Pennine Radio, maybe, back in the day. He did some papers. I'd rather have Richard Madeley on screen, who he must be aware he's Partridge. But I'd rather have him on than Adel f***ing Ray. And don't even start yeah, but, me on that. But, all right. But, I mean, I don't watch Good guy. Morning Britain, but I do I do one of every Every morning I wake up and I go on, to, you go on Twitter and Madeley's trending. I think you are. No, I know, but, but like, that's because but, but, ITV's social people are brilliant. It's oh, like yes. when... Nobody watches this morning anymore, but no. they cut out those viral clips. Yes, and they send them to newspapers, and newspapers catch it, and then it suddenly trends. And it's normally Holly Willoughby laughing at somebody saying vagina, or oh. uh, Philip Schofield now doing a self-reverential gay joke. It's it's pish, but. It, it- Give credit to ITV's social media team. Oh no, I think they do a grand, I think they do a grand job. Absolutely, they do exactly what they're paid for, which is um, more power to them for that. But can, can I? Is one of them that somebody puts on a leggy display, which I think is the most appalling phrase that seems to have entered the lexicon of journalism. Is that any time any woman, I suppose all man for that matter, anybody wears any sort of item of clothing that shows their legs, even marginally above the knee. That they've put they've put on a leggy display. I read something before, as I called my radio show, and it said uh, such and such. I won't say a celebrity puts on a loved up display with her partner. I'm like, they didn't necessarily put it on. They just love each other. That's kind of what people do. So, can, can, so I'd, I'd love it if they stopped doing saying but- stupid, fatuous, moronic 
using phrases like that because putting on a leggy display taking a picture of somebody with their legs out is not them putting on display you have turned up with a paparazzi photographer or a paparazzi photographer has turned up and has taken a picture of them using their limbs to walk places but wearing you, clothes that's not have, putting on a leggy display you have that normally in the sidebar of shame yeah but then on the main page on the newsy bit it'll go oh god the Taliban are bad aren't they they won't let <laughs> girls go to school and they make them wear these these all over body coverings it's like well I'd rather them be covered in all over body coverings than you bloody go apoplectic with lust uh, yeah the showing of an ankle come on what, why can't oh, they I mean the only the only version of that phrase I would allow to be used is if they were criticizing Zoom or Facebook you know Microsoft Teams something like that and they said uh, if it was particularly slow and say Microsoft Teams put on a laggy display yeah as people tried to have a you know parents evening uh, and it's th- that's acceptable or that's if they acceptable. were referencing the flight of the Concord song leggy blonde which is yeah or but again, maybe, a very self-referential thing yeah or maybe even talking about the comedian Michael Legg on tour because his name is L-E-G-G-E. Or, or, Do- or Dr. Leg from EastEnders. Or Dr. Leg from EastEnders. If they put on a display about Dr. Leg, they could call it a leggy display. Leggy, I would accept display. that. Yeah, that's fine. But other than that, can we just get, get that phrase out of, out of the language? Thanks very much. So me and the wife are coming back to the UK oh, yeah. uh, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, okay. COVID permitting. The, the plan always has been to sort of come home after a while. Not, not is yet. this because you're now allowed to leave and go back again? We're now, we're now permitted to leave. You are now <laughs> But every day goes by, I Great. think I would rather stay in America. Granted, yeah. if, if Trump comes back in and starts putting swastikas on the White House, we're out. Um, but you're not that far off that at the moment in the UK. You see, I, I'm sure this is done on purpose. Voting intentions at the next general election, and these polls seemingly come out every three or four days. The Tories are still well in the lead, and I'm like going, so they basically killed your grandma, f***ed the economy, pulled you out of a trading block for no reason other than their own ends. They're corrupt as hell, and you will still vote for them because you don't trust Labour. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, but the latest one suggests that the voting intention is that Labour are now a point ahead of... The Conservatives. Now that was last week when Keir Starmer had COVID, and <clears throat> but before the Mr. And Mrs. Patterson whole uh, shamozzle occurred. So by the time the next one comes out, the Conservatives are probably back in the league because Keir Starmer's not got COVID no more. But or, or they could be fur- actually Labour could be further ahead. But it's absolutely pointless because we haven't got to vote for anything no. for another. Three and a half. When was the, when was the last general election? Twenty nineteen, December twenty nineteen. Yeah, but we, that's that's when we so, were having a general election every other week, like a banana republic. Yeah, so I can't remember. So it's all munged into one. So it's at least three years away. It's what's the point? Who cares? What you intend? I intend to vote. I'm sure there's many people that don't vote that intend to vote. So it's again, it's a it's slightly moot kind of poll, really. But it gives the gives the political press something to talk about, doesn't it? That's the thing. It's a lot of people are criticising Biden over here because he's just not he's not talking much. He's the opposite of Trump who needed to tweet and guff every single day just to... Trump liked seeing his face on television. Yeah. But Biden isn't, and people are having a negative perception because of it. Why have we become so needy on politicians? I know we talk about politics because we try and put the world to right and, and yeah. fail. It- 
miserably. But well, can I can I ask can I ask then? Is that if because Joe Biden's not talking to the press very much because he's attempting to get things done like that massive infrastructure bill, which apparently has now actually gone through. Staggering. Yeah, but it was three trillion, and now it's like one point one point two one point two trillion, isn't it? Something. Yeah. But is is the reason now he's not talking? Is that the reason that Big Bird seems to have filled the vacuum? Because Big yes. Bird is is the hot topic of of conversation, the hot bird. Uh, yeah, Big, of, uh, Big Bird took on Ted Cruz, and um, I believe the the uh, the term is owned him, which is a uh, shit brilliant phrase. Oh, because all I know is that that so Big Bird, uh, the, sorry, the Big Bird's tweet account, Twitter account. So Big Bird tweeted appropriately about uh, having had her vaccine, COVID vaccine. Ted Cruz, Senator Texas. I did it one at University Challenge then, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Senator Texas. And he tweeted saying, government propaganda for your five-year-old. Forgetting, of course, the key point is that Big Bird is not an employee of the United States federal government. Big Bird is an employee of the uh, Children's Television Workshop or whoever owns that. It's PBS, isn't it? So, uh, you know, that's probably broadcasting system. That's not that's not a federal body as far as I know. Uh, so it, it receives government uh, funny, but 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 it's not a government employee. I don't think any of it flows into Big Bird's pocket necessarily because Big Bird doesn't have Big a Bird pocket. Big Bird doesn't have any pockets. Pockets because Bird. Uh, but yeah, so so that now apparently Sesame Street is now um, is now drawn the ire of the anti-vax establishment. And can I just say to any anti-vaxxers listening, I used a vax the other day to Hoover the entire house, and it's superb. The vax played for. It's oh, no, a magnificent we, we, contraption. We had two vaxes. But they're a Birmingham company, so we were representing. Represent. Okay. But now we've got a shark because I refuse to have a Dyson. Oh, no, the shark. We, got, we just got the shark. It was terrible we had because it was um, – well, I mean, she's bought a lot of money on this hoover and then it just kept getting clogged straight away and it would just stop the moment anything got in it. It was so sensitive. And then she, then she washed the filter. Ugh. In the sink, and then it, it didn't work anymore because she submerged the entire thing. So, despite oh, my a, best efforts, well, that's a silly thing. That's but it wasn't working anyway. <laughs> and then, and then, so we've got this fax thing, which is extremely good. Well, we, I do like vaxes. We've also got a bissel, oh, a bissel, a carpet cleaner, and it's a, an upholstery cleaner as well. That's oh, we've got a vax one of them good. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did did anybody ever tell you growing up that life would be this interesting in middle age? <laughs> that we're trying to talk on a on a on a topical uh, <laughs> podcast about uh, vacuum cleaners because but I think I think I'm anything because I think talk about anything other than <laughs> the massively degraded state of our political discourse on both sides of the Atlantic talking about Hoover's is preferable to that absolutely preferable to that I'm fine with that and if you're lonely they can suck you off. <laughs> Don't try that. At no, home. don't don't do that. Whatever no. you do, no. don't ever put a vacuum implement of of any manufacturer yeah. next to a glands or a clitoris. Please <laughs> don't do that. We will not be held responsible no. for your shameful and potentially life threatening actions. That disclaimer. Disclaimer. I, I couldn't even put AdBlue in my engine the other day without splashing it all over my face and in my eyes. So that was a strong bit of work. What, what are you, a male model out of Zoolander? <laughs> well, no, I'm just completely inept because the car, the car decided to not work on Friday Oh, if morning. you don't have AdBlue in it, it won't work. No, no, no. Right, okay. So th- th- I take the kids to school on Friday morning. No problem. And normally, obviously... You- Let's just clarify. This is the Jag. 
not the Jag. Not the, not, um, no, the, not the, the van. Hey, no, not the van. No, which actually yesterday I had to fix the broken door handle on, which I managed to do. Much to my amazement. That's my first ever bit of full, proper car maintenance that I've actually done in my entire life. As in, like, you know, other than topping up water or coolant levels or anything of that nature. So I did I did that yesterday. No, but the, the, the car, obviously it tells you if, if the level's going low, so I would have filled it up. I had no warning light at all. It just been serviced and everything the other week, so if that should have been done in any case and checked as part of that. And I went to start the car again about an hour later to go out to the gym. I thought I'd drop that in. Um, to go to the gym in the Jag. <laughs> I was going to go to the gym in the Jag. The car would not start. The condition came up, nothing would happen. Okay, they said diesel exhaust uh, fuel uh, fluid level low. Okay, right, I'll have to go and get some. So get in the van, goes to the gym instead, stops at garage on the way back, gets AdBlue, parks up outside the house, where by fluke there was an RAC van right behind me with the driver, the technician in there. So I attempted to... Uh, the, the AdBlue that I bought comes with a, a filler pipe. Yeah. So it's supposed to screw onto the top of the 10-litre container and then the other end of the pipe goes in the thing in the boot. Just wouldn't stay. So anytime I tried to bend it, it just snapped off to try. And then I, so because it was full, so I couldn't turn tilt it up. So I asked him if he had a funnel, and and then it ended up just splashing everywhere. It went all in my face. Had to go in, wash my eyes, all of this came out. Then that didn't fix. Tried to put put a leech of it in, and it was full, so it wasn't empty at all. So then he thought, seemed to think that it might be an issue with the battery. Wasn't that? Then he thought it might be an issue with the pump that gets the AdBlue into the engine to mix with the mix with the diesel. So then I had to have it recovered and discovered that actually what the problem was when the recovery truck came out to sort it was actually a the cable, the, the earth cable had snapped in the front and just sheared off completely. So I had to then take it to the, took it around to the garage around the corner who informed me that the Jaguar part for that, Jaguar original part for that was 120 quid on its own. That's before labour, before VAT, before anything. He did it in total because he bodged two together in labour included for 70 quid and had it back on the road by five o'clock that afternoon. Quite good. There's there's some uh, there's some workers from Castle Bromwich now just going, bloody tit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Laughing <laughs> heartily at your... <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, not, another, not another thing to shout out for. So we managed to, as soon as you reattach the cable... You were able to get it started, but it just wouldn't start without the cable. But now it tells me that my coolant level is low, even though my coolant level is absolutely fine. It's full, so it's it's still having a bit of a bit of a meltdown in the car. So I just have to keep ignoring the the warning that comes up every time I switch the car on. I'm sure. I'm sure I read about you in an article. What's that? That in <laughs> in lockdown, lots and lots of people just bought shit. What about uh, the Jaguar? In, no, lockdown? I know, but. Hot tubs were mentioned. Uh, camper vans were mentioned. Oh well, hot, the hot tub for for as a full up just a full hot update. Tub I actually hot tub date. Well, I, I've started to put that away yesterday because it's been sat there for a few weeks and I need, I've had to empty it out. So I had to f- physically flip it over yesterday to try and empty it. So I, need, I now need to jet wash it before yeah, I. Pack you it had away. November the fifth as the perfect excuse. Want to set fire to it? Yeah. <laughs> you could have made a hedgehog barbecue out of that and. Seeing it go up in flames and just be nonplussed about so it being it, going. It's a two-day sort of job because I had to wait because obviously water came out. There's still still some water in it, and it obviously water had, had pooled on the top because of the rain and stuff. So I had to empty all of that out, and then wait for the plastic 
tiles underneath to dry and the plastic sort of bottom mat that sort of attaches to the top of the lid. So that's had to, I've had to wait for that to dry off so I can now start to sort of put it away. Where the hell I'm going to put it, I have no idea. Not a clue. Going to have to try and think of some think of a shed, one of the sheds. It's going to have to fit in one of the sheds. And when's it going to come back out again to play? I know. I've got the exact date in my head. The 35th March. of never. <laughs> 35th of never. March. It'll come, it'll come out in March, April time, I'm sure. It will. Two Absolutely. words. Two words. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a funeral pyre for Lionel Blair. You could have... <laughs> No, and then we can put the um, we can then move the outdoor heater that we've got, which has not been used, and I can sit and we can sit outside on those lovely, lovely tropical winter nights and uh, and and sit and chew the chew the fat as as we watch the stars go by. It'd be lovely. Oh God! And flights going the wrong way from Manchester Airport. It'd be great. Man alive! <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, I don't think I'm coming back to the UK now. I don't want. To. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh. What was Alan Partridge's most recent podcast, the one that we had to pay for on Audible? From the Oast House. Brilliant. Guess where I'm DJing on Friday night? The Oast House? Yeah, in Manchester. Oh, I thought I thought for a second there, the actual Oast House. No, well, no, I just thought, hang on, am I DJing the same place that Alan Partridge named his podcast? The, the yeah. weird thing about that podcast is the theme tune sounds a lot I haven't like... heard that podcast. It's available on YouTube. Oh, okay. Thank you. you. Listen to it all in one go. The theme tune sounds like 1992 pre-Park Life Blur. Ooh. Okay. Which is Which is really, really good, but it's Alan Partridge singing it. Park Life. Good. I like sort it. Sort of, yeah, but pre-Park Confidence Life. Confidence like, as a preference of the original one. Yeah. That went a bit Farage then, didn't it? Yeah, yeah very yeah, madely. So. It's, it's yeah, difficult yeah, not yeah. to now. Yeah, it's definitely Very yeah. difficult not to. Almost. So, yeah, you're DJing from Park... So you have to... Surely, is it is it for a function or is it you're just there? No, 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 no. It's just a, it's just I got an email this morning saying, "Can you do this gig on Friday?" So I was like, "Yeah." So you then have to drop Alan Partridge songs into the set if you can. Okay, so ABBA, anything by ABBA. Well, it, it, the, the 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 policy for it is apparently soulful disco and house. That's what I've been told. Okay, ABBA, ABBA, Kate Bush, Kate Bush, the man um, with the child in his eyes. Gary Newman. Yeah, right, Gary Newman, okay. Roachford Cuddly Toy, yeah. obviously. Deep Soulful and Disco House with a good selection of commercial slash recognisable house tracks in the set. That's fine. I'm sure I can find a, some sort of um, bit of Kate Bush. Slip that in. Oh, Utah Saints. Utah Saints. Cloud busting, Danny. Cloud busting, yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Just to slip in some partridge. Some people will get it. It's Manchester, though, probably not. Manchester's not really the home of nuance and uh, subtlety, is it? I don't know. I've never been to those particular bars. I'm sure there probably is one called Nuance. <laughs> you know, there's a bar in the print works around the corner from the Weatherspoons and opposite the IMAX cinema. Yeah. And I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day. I was in there with a couple of friends. This must have been about 10, maybe 12 years ago now. And I had gone so heavy on vodka, lime and sodas all night. At one point, I went up to the bar, pissed as fuck, did a Christ-like pose at the bar, dropped my head, vomited, just... Uh, 
And then I managed to lift my head up at the same time and then get served another vodka lime and soda at the bar. And then I trotted back to my friend. That was a great night. It's a type of, on some sort of skills roundup on um, on match of the day or, or soccer AM or something of that nature. That's the type of thing that would that would feature in that, that sort of level of sl- slickness. Sickness, yeah, there was slickness. a lot of slickness. And the, I think know, that the, was... the, the lime cordial is a, is a, is a thick viscous liquid to come out in vomit when it does. Now, I was thinking about this because um, here in Jersey City, th- there are places out of the road where shots get fired uh, relatively regularly. And we've been across to Manhattan and Brooklyn in the last couple of weeks. There's something about... I really like Manchester as a city. Yeah. I don't love it because I don't feel safe in Manchester. And I don't know what it is. Birmingham, I can walk around... No problem. I've, I've walked around some dodgy areas. I f- I'm fine. I feel fine. London, fine. Like really nasty areas in the east and like South London, fine. But Manchester, anywhere I am, I've always felt an unease and I can't explain it. Okay. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I don't feel it in Liverpool. Liverpool, I can walk around and I'm fine. You fit, is it, well, but, I think I think if you came back to Liverpool, I think you would feel a slight unease because you'd just be wary of getting run over by an e-scooter all well, the time. Because yeah, you're they're, on they're, them. Yeah, I mean they're they're very very prevalent. So I, I think that'd be something to just bear in mind. I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I go to Manchester to to work. The only issue I have in Manchester is the face, the fact that the place is still one colossal building site. Well, that's a that's, still. A, that's a good sign. That's the sign of a, a city progressing. That's that's not a bad thing. And I know you yeah. work in Manchester, obviously, on an official level, so you, you yeah. can't badmouth the place. But I don't feel ill at ease in New York. But there's Manchester anywhere, you know, like Fallowfield out, going around at Sports City, it's just, everything just feels a little bit like, every pub's got a flat roof in Manchester, you know what I mean? Every oh, pub's know, got yeah. a flat roof in Manchester. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's just something weird and I can't put my finger on it. It has an energy. Yeah, and anger is an energy and that, that could be it. <laughs> Well, that's why I'm there. Obviously, I've been, you know, parachuted in to kind of bring a happiness and a, you know, a positive vibe uh, well, you, to the whole whole you're, place. You're bringing your through my uh, music. You're bringing your semi scouse nature to the yeah. place. Born in Wigan, raised in Worcestershire, but still 100 percent scouse. You, yes, you've you've had a you've had a charmed existence. Yeah, you know, almost like Prince Charles being sent to Gordonston. <laughs> it's that that's that's similar well, to, to you in I, I char- as you said a charmed existence that explains my uh, exceptional levels of charm yes yeah. and charisma uh, yeah uh, so yeah you're being parachuted into the depths of Manchester the beating heart of Manchester I think is what to, you'll call it the beating heart of Manchester <laughs> where you, lots of beatings happen to to play commercial yeah, house true. True. yeah there's um I think, but, yeah, no, I did play a bit of I did play a bit of uh, funk and disco and th- th- that type of thing, you know, bit a bit of that, bit of hibbity hop. If if you want a relatively safe but lovely evening, there's um, on YouTube right now, uh, done by a comedy troupe from Manchester who I interviewed years ago. They're really really funny guys. Uh, Fox Dog Studios. Right. There is a Weatherspoon simulator on YouTube. 
<laughs> which is just, and it's been recorded in Manchester, in Fallowfield, actually, um, <laughs> of them with a pint of carling and a Weatherspoon's <laughs> breakfast sat in front of them. And the audio is just a recording of the hubbub. So if, if you don't want to put money in Tim Martin's pockets, you can actually go on the Fox Dog Studio YouTube Weatherspoon simulator. It is wonderful. Well, that's, that's, that simulator sounds wildly inaccurate to me because they've got a pint of carling. Surely it should just be a Weatherspoon's breakfast and a look of disappointment when they realise that they've not got not got any beer there. There's, there's just nothing. There's, there's no beer. Even, even Carling, that's all. There's not even that. Is it because of supply chain issues? Yeah. Wow. Put it on. It's it's wonderful. Isn't 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 supply chain issues across across venture? It's uh, in the in the House of Lords. Supply double barreled surname chain issues. Yeah. Supply chain, yeah. Lord of uh, the Dance. Sir Peregrine, supply chain issues. Yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me, um, Larry and Paul's latest video about government corruption is very, very good on oh. the same level, which you need to watch. Need to watch. Yeah, yeah. I was, which- da- I was dangerously close because I got quite animated in our last episode about I'm uh, very close to actually writing or emailing my own MP here to just express my complete outrage at his complete lack of spine, for want of a better term, in, in being on the Standards Committee that voted to censure Owen, Pat- Owen Patterson and find them guilty and then not actually backing that up when it came to voting it through through Parliament. Well, the Standards Committee at, Very close um, to writing an email. at the Palace of Westminster have a, a, a fantastic machine that every email comes through a fax machine. And uh, it comes through the fax machine and then goes straight to a shredder. And uh, that is used as bedding for uh, the uh, hamsters of Boris Johnson's kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's why it's a never-ending supply of paper and a never-ending supply of hamsters. Um, I quite like the fact that we've slowed down to a, a Jaguar's pace of you driving <laughs> uh, because slow. we've come to a natural end of this episode of Top Content. That's quite appropriate, really, that we've come to a natural a natural end in the same way that Lionel Blair did. And Lisa Goddard. Uh, I'm worried that we're going to kill Aspel. That's my, that's my bigger concern now. Because he was the original host of it, wasn't he? You've just we're killed one of the great, we're going to kill one of the great Michaels. You've just done <gasps> it. You've just, just done, done it. it. Next episode of Top Content is going to be called Taking the Michael. Yeah. From this mortal coil. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you should just call it This Is Your Life, I would have thought. Oh. Sorry. Thank you for listening to Top Content. You can hear more of our missives from ages ago in the throbbing archive at podfollow.com slash top content pod. And once you've had a listen to all of that throbbing archive, uh, then make sure that you uh, get in touch with us on social media and like and share and review it with your friends and all of that type of stuff because it's great dinner party chit-chat. Uh, you find us at Top Content Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. As ever. 
Top Contents has been a Top Contents production.com. 